fighting for freedom every day. Republicans right now, the conservatives, which unfortunately, this is what we have to do every time, even after a vote where people are sick and tired of the establishment, they're sick and tired of the squeezy, middle-of-the-road, squishy kind of Republican rhinos, and we vote conservatives in, then we have to fight tooth and nail in D.C. to actually be heard within the Republican Party. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into it. Welcome in. Darn right it is. It is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. What a Tuesday, man. The post-Monday celebration. The greatest day of the entire week. I tell you, we're going to carpe diem all over this place, if you know what I'm talking about. Got a lot to get to t- <laughs> today as usual. Welcome in broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station. We are all over the country, though. Multiple radio stations, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch, listen to the program. Always great to have you along for the ride. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. Man, we have a loaded show. There's zero way we're going to get through everything I want to talk about today, but bear with me because even things that I say may be controversial to you today. Very trigger warning for the conservatives today, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. So... Bottom of the hour, we have Joseph Raddick. He is the author of the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Healthcare in a Broken System. We'll talk about the healthcare industry. We'll also briefly talk about the cartel uh, incident that happened at the border over the last few days. Two individuals dead, two have been recovered, going down to Mexico for healthcare operations and procedures, apparently cosmetic procedures, because there's no cosmetic procedures being done here in the United States. So what does that tell you? We'll get to that here in just a little bit. We have... The House of Cards falling in Washington, D.C. The January 6th videos being released. We also have the banning of TikTok, potentially, which may again be controversial for you. And we'll get to all that here in just a little bit. But I don't want to waste any time because I am so excited to have this guy back on the program. He is the man, the myth, the legend. We've had him on the program before, and I am so honored to have him back on again. What's trending today? As he is... Author of the latest book, Lies My Government Told Me, and The Better Future Coming. As you know, he's also the one that designed the mRNA technology that's being used right now for the COVID-19 vaccinations, an American physician and biochemist. Excited and honored to have back on the program with us here, Dr. Robert Malone. Doctor, how are you, my friend? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you back on. Uh, We had you on a few months ago, and I started off asking you this question And I want to ask it to you again now that we're even further down the road. Uh, Where we're at today with the vaccinations, with the quote-unquote health pandemic, now that the emergency response is going to be lifted by the end of this month, with the continued forcefulness of vaccines that they've done, are we at the stage in society that you thought that we would be in at this time? Ah, that's a good question. I haven't had that one. Um, I thought we were going to be further along with uh, disclosure of the data and um, acknowledgement by the government of what's happened here. Instead, what we've seen is the ongoing suppression of information, including public health information that doctors could use to help start protecting their patients from the long-range consequences of these if they only had the data. Uh, So... What what has happened is some really interesting information has popped in in the UK that's uh, demonstrated that their uh, lead public health officer has really weaponized fear and manipulated the people. That's creating a lot of blowback over there. Um, sure. And uh, we still have 
just a ton of denialism, uh, cover-ups and everything else going on. They, they just don't seem to want to come clean. That is very true. Now, here's the big question. Is it starting to get leaked out? Obviously, we heard the last couple of days that the other side losing their minds over, for example, the January 6th videos coming out. There's now an ethics complaint being filed against House Speaker Kevin McCarthy because the video was released to the public for our personal knowledge and understanding and information. Is the truth beginning to come out on this issue as well? Not only with, obviously, we see the origins of COVID coming out, which they're trying to push back from, realizing that it wasn't Ozzy Osbourne biting the head off a bat over in China to spread this virus, but (laughs) it was actually uh, the Wuhan lab that was spreading this. So that's starting to happen. Will the truth come out on this vaccine stuff, too? Uh, Yeah, the the backstory on that was that this appears to have been a retaliation because the Chinese government was aligning itself with Russia. And so we decided to that this was the right time to really emphasize the role of the CCP and the Wuhan Institute of Virology while um, not uh, while obscuring the fact that the tech was transferred to them by EcoHealth Alliance and the money to do the job was provided by the U.S. government. So that's an interesting twist. Is the information coming out about the jabs? Somewhat. Mm. Uh, There's still just a ton of denialism, pushback. The whole propaganda apparatus is still absolutely in gear. The the fifth-gen warfare psyops is still in progress. And uh, we did have a fascinating article the other day um, uh, that uh, issued in Newsweek. Um, this is this is from my friend uh, Scott Atlas. Uh, America's COVID response was based on lies, uh, published on the 6th uh, in, in um, Newsweek. This is one of the most frank acknowledgments of what's happened that I've seen. But uh, it focuses mostly on the lockdowns, and I think there's growing universal agreement that the lockdowns were a huge government overstep. Whatever you think about the jabs, whether they're safe or effective or not, yeah. pretty much there's universal acknowledgement that the lockdowns uh, caused enormous damage economically, excess loss of life, um, uh, you know, destroying businesses, destroying people's income and, and ability to make a living, and for absolutely no purpose at all. So I, I think right now where we're at is governments starting to come to terms with the huge overreach associated with the lockdowns. And uh, somehow we've got to get to the point where the people are pissed off enough that they'll force Congress and, and um, the executive branch to go along with changing some of these laws that have enabled all this. That's We've got to stop this. This. And then, and then, of course, we have the international health regulations at the World Health Organization um, looming over all of us in which we would potentially uh, concede our, our sovereignty, national and individual, to Mr. Tedros at the World Health Organization and his CCP backers. Yeah. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on between all this. We're talking with Dr. Robert Malone, author of the book Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming, which you can find the book on Amazon. You can also find it on his website at rwmalonemd.com. Again, rwmalonemd.com. 
Com. There is, from your medical opinion, there's been numerous stories that I've seen over the last three, four, five, six months of athletes, of celebrities just dropping down and having these heart issues. Is there any correlation at all between these fit, super healthy athletes and having heart problems and just dropping on the field? I know they say that it was somewhat of a normal thing in the past before as well, but uh, it seems to be either we're paying more attention to it now or there's a correlation to that in I don't know, mandatory vaccinations or something, as you've called out the uh, sound alarm no, for the no, mRNAs. It, yeah. It's all global warming. Uh, don't you know that? <laughs> you must right. not have got that. It's all global warming. That's right. It's too hot for them on the field yep. now. Yep. Uh, yeah, especially in the uh, covered stadiums, that's a global warming problem. Uh, so clearly something's going on. Yeah. Uh, my colleague, Peter, Peter McCullough, attributes this to pre existing heart damage that then is exacerbated during a high-performance situation by adrenaline surges. Uh, Peter knows a lot more than I do about cardiology, and I'm inclined to uh, think that he probably knows what he's talking about here. But whatever it is, there's clearly a, a um, odd uh, correlation between people who are, are remarkably young and high-performance athletes in particular, uh, and the sudden death events that are being documented globally. Yeah. And uh, we absolutely know, I mean, this, this is one of those, it's not too much of a mystery. It's been quite clear from very early on that young males in particular are susceptible to the myocarditis and pericarditis, and that clinical myocarditis is associated with the jab, that is, and the clinical myocarditis carries with it a uh, mortality rate of something like one in five over a five-year period. It's quite high. Wow. So it's, it's not, you know, you've got a situation here where uh, you have a series of medical conditions that are entirely consistent uh, with sudden death. And it's very difficult to prove cause and effect but you certainly have some very strong correlations and some very alarming statistics, including the statistics coming out of the insurance industry about uh, overall excess mortality in ages that shouldn't be showing excess mortality. Sure. It's a scary thought. Last question for you as we talk with Dr. Robert Malone. we got just about two minutes left here as we kind of wrap things up. With your book, Lies My Government Told Me and the Better Future Coming, in that perfect world, if we could see all the information, all the data, like you said, that's being suppressed by the government right now regarding COVID, regarding the origins, regarding the vaccine, what would that world look like? Would Dr. Fauci be in trouble for some of the things that were done with gain of function? Would we be using these mRNA technologies for vaccines right now? What would that world look like if we had all this proper information and the truth out there? I think the data indicates that the fundamental formulation, not just the uh, payload spike, but the formulations themselves are toxic. Uh, Fauci may yet uh, have a, a uh, uh, comeuppance if he gets thrown under the bus by organizations that um, somehow need to find a fall guy right now. Otherwise, they're going to be left being blamed for what's happened. And I think you can name some of those multinational and transnational and non-governmental organizations right off the, your, your you know, top of your head. But, uh, yeah, Fauci should be held accountable. 
there's no question that he colluded and conspired to cover up what happened. And that sure looks like a smoking gun indicating that he was very much involved in uh, enabling this pathogen, which now I think globally there's a consensus that this was laboratory engineered. Yeah. We would also be able to hold the U.S. government and the Chinese government accountable. And we would be able to uh, confront the arbitrary, capricious, and grossly incompetent actions of not only the World Health Organization, but our own FDA and CDC. Wow. There's a lot of work we got to do to try and expose a lot of this. And hopefully we can see the House members now do some investigation to try and get down to it. Like you said, maybe we'll see a fall guy with Fauci. Maybe we could see some more of that information coming out. I'm optimistic now that we see some of the other video of other incidences happening and getting released for our knowledge to make our own choices and understanding and opinions on what's really going on. But it's going to take some time. It's Dr. Robert Malone. You can find us online, rwmalonemd.com, with his latest book, Lies My Government Told Me and The Better Future Coming. Dr. Malone, it's such an honor to talk to you, my friend. Keep up this fight because I know they've tried to censor you so many times and you're still out there, still fighting. So we appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you very much. We've got to get you back on the show again soon. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, my friend. There it is. That's Dr. Robert Malone. All right, we'll take a break. We'll recap a lot of what he talked about. Boy. Talk about kicking off the show with a bang. We'll do some of that when we come back. Break some of that down. Also, we'll continue the healthcare conversation here in just a moment with Joseph Raddick as well with his book, Autonomy How to Bring and Take Your Healthcare Back into Your Own Hands in a Broken Healthcare System. Lots to get to here on a post Monday celebration. Stay right here. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, it is. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today, 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you check out the show. We love you to death and appreciate you very much for doing so. Thanks again to Dr. Robert Malone coming on the program. Great guy. Great guy. I love having him on. We'll get him back on the show again soon as he continues with his book tour. It's good for him to get this information out. He is one of those true fighters, man. He will not let them silence him i asked him off the air i asked him if he was planning on going back on joe rogan's podcast and he had made the comment of well we had talked about doing it on the year anniversary of last time but uh didn't work out he's like i think he got way too much pushback from people on his podcast to uh, have me back on so he's like well that's all right but i'd love to do it and he, he's open free reign anytime he wants to come on this program not that i'm anywhere near the popularity of joe rogan but one of these days man one of these days Speaking of, as we kind of tease at the beginning of the program, the House of Cards is beginning to fall. I don't know if you're aware or not. Uh, if you've noticed, the suppression of content, of information, has been drastic at the federal level. They don't want you to know about certain things. They don't want you to know about the fact that the isolation and lockdowns were actually more harmful than what needed to be during the COVID-19 pandemic. They're not giving us all the information and data on the COVID-19 vaccine, while it's not even considered a vaccine yet because it's still in the quote-unquote trial periods, giving it to millions upon millions upon millions and tens of millions of people. Uh, but yeah, and then saying you have to have it in order to work at certain places. You have to get the boosters. You have to stay up on top of this thing. We're just going to make it like a biannual kind of deal. Uh, they continue to push it while it's not even a real vaccine. 
which is kind of flabbergasting to me. So that data has not come out yet. As he said, we can't guaranteedly pinpoint the fact that they took a certain jab and and uh, we start seeing athletes fall on the ground just dead with heart issues. So we don't know, but there's a potential correlation there, I guess. Is there not? At least we can scratch our heads and put up the red flag and say, wait a second, can we at least question this? There's a lot of information. Then we, of course, see the fact that the COVID origins are starting to come out coincidentally after Republicans in the House and the Senate start investigating this incident and actually release the documents to the general public. Then we say, oh, well, maybe there's some kind of tie here. How crazy. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Then we have the video that was released yesterday, or the last couple of days, the near 40 hours of video regarding the January 6th uh, uh, insurrection. I know they make it sound very scary. The insurrection. And as you can see from that video, it was not an insurrection in any way, shape, or form. And now, uh, can you believe it? Oh, yes. Democrats have filed an ethics complaint against House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Why? Because they say that he's inciting violence and supporting, quote-unquote, domestic terrorists by releasing the video to the public so we can actually see what happened inside the Capitol. Instead of just the little 45 seconds worth of clips that they continue to repeat over and over and have on rerun in the mainstream media, we're now knowing the truth. And because the American public is starting to know the truth, now they're filing an ethics complaint against the Republican that released the video to the public so we have transparency to know what really Happen. I'm telling you, the car, the house of cards is beginning to fall on the other side because you can only keep a secret for so long. My family always told me that the secret, the 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 lie always comes out in the end. The truth always comes out in the end. The lie is always exposed. So therefore, you never want to lie because the truth will always be revealed at the end of the day in some way, shape, or form. And the lie upon lie that's stacked on will eventually come out and it'll be exposed and you'll get busted for it. Which leads us to what we're going to talk about when we come back as well is the systems beginning to crumble and break down. How do we kind of take power back into our own hands? How do we control ourselves and actually take our health, especially back into our own hands? We have a failed system here. Prime example of that, what's happening down at the southern border right now. If you haven't been following the four individuals that were caught by the cartel at the border, two of them now dead. Two of them have been recovered, but are in hospitals there in Texas. They were going down there for cosmetic procedures down in Mexico. Why are they going down to Mexico for cosmetic procedures? That's kind of fascinating. So that's worth a conversation. But as we're supposed to have the best healthcare system in the world, which I think we do okay, it's been getting worse over the years. What can we do to bring that back? We'll do that when we come back here with our next guest right around the corner for the post Monday celebration here on the Voice of Reason. Lots more to get to. Stay here. This is the Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. When Reason Meets Radio, this is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Man, rolling right through the program. Thanks again to Dr. Robert Malone coming on top of the hour. Awesome to talk with him. It was funny to get a, had a couple calls during the break as well and it's a perfect lead up to exactly what we're doing with this segment as well as we continue on so if you have not heard the story regarding the southern border the cartels kidnapping four individuals two of them being dead one uh, two of them have been recovered in hospitals in texas now and the reason they were down there moving across the border was to get cosmetic procedures done in mexico 
instead of the United States. Kind of fascinating, isn't it? And the big question is why? Why would we do that? Don't we have the greatest healthcare system in the world? Don't we have all these wonderful things? And I got a couple, uh, I had a couple minutes during the break, so I ended up taking some calls off the air, which I don't normally do. But, uh, and I appreciate those phone calls very much. And uh, uh, one of the callers made the comment of, it's cheaper in Mexico. And a lot of people go down to that because it's cheaper, which really begs the question, we have the greatest healthcare system in the world. Isn't it supposed to be cheaper and more efficient here in the United States? Oh, man. Oh, oh, boy. So we'll be talking about that, which is why we get into our latest in What's Trending. What's Trending Today. Excited to have on the program with us here. He is the author of the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Healthcare in a Broken System. Excited to have on the program with us here, Joseph Radich here. Joe, how are you, my friend? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, excited to have you on here. Interesting conversation, and it's wild, isn't it? We have Americans going to Mexico for medical treatments because it's cheaper down there. There's something wrong with that picture, isn't it? There's so much wrong with that statement, (laughs) (laughs) but I can't even express. I mean, I can't even tell you some of the stories I hear. So especially for me, my practice is in integrative medicine, alternative medicine, regenerative medicine. So we do a lot of non-invasive and alternative stuff. And so many people traveling to South America, and it's just crazy. Yeah. But like you said, it's driven by cost. And it's one of the things I talk about in the book is why is our system so broken? Why are these insurance companies charging crazy premiums that no one can afford and can't even utilize? And for what? For nothing. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the alternative medicines and the regenerative stuff. I We just had on Dr. Robert Malone at the top of the hour, talk, the guy who created the mRNA technology, who's been sounding the warning to not take the mRNA technology for the COVID-19 vaccine stuff, uh, because that's not the intent of what that was for. I'm 33, 34 now. I don't remember. I, <laughs> I haven't taken the vaccine. I have no intention to take the vaccine. And honestly... I think this pandemic has wake, uh, waken up so many people that I know of, at least myself included, over the last couple of years. It's woken me up to the system, and I've gone towards alternative and holistic healing methods as opposed to going to a doctor and getting vaccines and taking the different shots or prescription pills. There's a lot of people going down this road right now, isn't there? It is. Our field is exponentially booming. Like you said, this kind of pandemic was really a catalyst and opened a lot of people's eyes to our system and how we just continued to conform and accept it. And a lot of people fell victim. And, you know, you talk about the sick getting sicker and the health getting the healthier getting sick. People were realizing that the current path and trajectory of our healthcare system was not one that was best suited for them. And people are starting to really seek out alternative methodologies where a practitioner actually looks at you and listens to you and asks you questions and not this like health dictatorship, which is unfortunately what we're dealing with right now. When did this start going downhill? I know that we saw the consumption of the healthcare industry under Obamacare, where they consumed a sixth of the economy. They really started dictating. But there was an issue before that as well, obviously, with the insurance companies. And it's gotten worse by then, by no means. But when did this issue with the healthcare system really start to where we shunned any type of practitioner that, like you said, really took the time to dive in deep to your case and figure out what was going on with you or to make sure that you were healed to not want to come back as opposed to here? Here's some medication. Go about your day. Come back to me when you're out, and we'll look at you again there. When did this transition start happening in our system? Yeah, and you bring up a good point. And really, the first phase of the book that I wrote, Autonomy, really dives into when. And unfortunately, this may come as a shock, but this is not new. 
you know, we recognize things like Obamacare and, you know, we, we think those were really the incentivizers to this change. But these types of principles and insurance-driven, lobbyist-driven, big pharma-driven practices, this has been going on for 50 years. Wow. This is not new, right? But people are now starting to really become aware and conscious of these types of changes. You know, there was Louis Pasteur, a French doc physician in the 1700s, that was being challenged at, you know, looking at research and trying to figure out why his residents were going from an ER surgical setting to delivering babies. Why were these babies dying? It's because they weren't washing their hands, right? Simple example, (laughs) but it just goes to show you that he was challenged and persecuted because he took that initiative to challenge what was the current practice at that time. And it's no different now. You know, these, these are problems that stem from medical school curriculums, right? The medical schools are tied into the pharmaceutical industry. So as physicians, we're trained, you know, and we're trained as healthcare practitioners. You know, we get in a four-year medical school curriculum, we get less than 10 hours of nutrition. Mm. So in these that physicians are being conditioned. Yeah, from I've, an early age. I've heard that uh, the in the UK system, even though I don't care for socialized medicine in any way, shape, or form like they have over there, that it's almost mandatory for them to get almost an herbology degree or some type of naturalism like that to understand that side of it as much as the regular pharmaceutical side. Is that true? That's 100% true. Interesting. And we don't 100% do that over here. 100% true. We do not. We literally, in a four-year medical school curriculum, you get less than 10 hours of nutrition. Why is that? Right, so something simple right? Why, why is that? It's a good question. It's because sickness and, and, and disease is big business. Yeah. It's, it's simple wild. as that, so, unfortunately. So essentially new medicine, when you go to med school now, if you want to become a doctor, your new medical uh, degree is studying what the ailment is and then what pharmaceutical pill can actually not treat it and fix it, but actually just kind of mask the symptoms of it. That's what we essentially learn now in medical school? It's very sad. It's <laughs> flowchart medicine. Patient presents with X, Y, and Z symptoms, prescribe X, Y, and Z pill. Man. It's a one-size-fits-all, cookie-cutter approach to healthcare, and your body's different than mine, my body's different than yours. It, it can't work. Yeah. It's never going to work. Yeah, that is unfortunate. We're talking with Joseph Radich. He's the founder and CEO of R3 Health and MedHouse. He's also author of the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Healthcare in a Broken System. And look, I'm, I'm not trying to attack doctors here in any way, shape, or form. I know they put hours upon hours in to, to, to do their thing and get their license and, and kudos because they are the great saviors for society when it comes to serious issues. But uh, as you mentioned in the title of your book even, there is we've given away so much of our own power, haven't we? I mean, just basic stuff. People go into the doctor for the sniffles nowadays, as opposed to just realizing what the issues are and taking a bit of a deeper look at those issues on why we can actually solve things our own without even having to go to the doctor, can't we? That's exactly right. And what we've got away from, unfortunately, is understanding how our own choices really influence our health outcomes. You know, we've taken away lifestyle and how it impacts our health. And, you know, granted, not not all of us are nuns, right? We'd like to enjoy life and indulge from time to time, right? No one's saying you have to be this dedicated vegan who doesn't look at alcohol. (laughs) You know, like we're not going to go there, but 
we've gotten away, our current healthcare system has gotten away from taking into account lifestyle traits and characteristics. You're, and you know, we've really, really gotten away from that. We have. You'll laugh at me. And as a conservative talk radio host, I got some, uh, some, some of my listeners laughing at me as well. But last year, or two years ago, I can't remember now, uh, I, th- I think it was last year, I actually went on a straight, raw, plant-based vegan diet for an entire month. And I got to be yeah. honest, I loved it. It was hard. Yep. It was expensive and it was hard, but I lost weight. I got energy again. I felt great doing that. And it, again, I, I'm not the most horrible eater. I mean, I don't weigh 500 pounds and eat cheeseburgers all day. But at the same time, like I enjoyed it and I felt really good going on that diet. Yep. And, and exactly, right? So you're putting your body in a, in a good environment to operate efficiently. And that's what it's about. And it goes into another talking point where you know, you look at our food industry here in this country, Mm. right? Look at the way that things are manufactured and farmed and produced and raised and grown and preserved. And again, there's clear cut evidence that, you know, FDA and the agricultural clans and the way that the food is being produced, they're all unfortunately in cahoots, you know, and again, sugar and disease is big business. It is right. a big business, so, yeah, and we're losing that. We're losing the nutrients. I we had read a story a couple of years ago about how you know obviously every food that we eat, even fruits and natural stuff that you buy at the stores, genetically modified. Strawberries aren't the size like the big size we have now aren't the size they used to be. But when they genetically modified them to boost them to try and feed the massive growing population of society, we also lost a lot of the nutrients. So we're eating more, but we're getting less of the nutrients that were in there, and that's a cause for concern, isn't it? It's a huge cause for concern. And again, it goes back to the point, even here in America, we try to do the right thing, right? We try to eat our fruits and our vegetables and try to get, you know, great uh, grown animal proteins. But again, it's just set up to fail. And the healthcare system is no different. You know, we're talking about being reactive to disease as, a pro- as opposed to proactive, right? When's the last time you heard an insurance company cover a uh, a prevention physical or allow you to go for preventative blood work, right? I spend half of my time trying to argue with insurance companies of why I want to run X, Y, and Z test, right? You've got non-credentialed, non-medical personnel who run these insurance companies making the healthcare decisions. It's madness. It is. Um, And that's why our system never gets better. Yeah, it is all. I mean, the the fact is, especially when Obamacare took over, now we're paying more in our premiums every month to be covered by insurance. Then we have to pay more in the deductible before the insurance even kicks in. And then they say that they're not going to cover certain, uh, whether it's practices, whether it's certain tests, or whether it's even prescriptions because they don't deem it to be actually necessary. Joe, we got to take a hard break here. Can you stick over one more segment with us? Absolutely. Awesome. I I love this conversation. I want to continue it on when we come back here. It is the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Health in a Broken System with Joe Radich. We'll continue this conversation when we come back on what we can do and how we can take that power back into our own hands. Right back here on a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason 
with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome back into it. Reason, common sense, rationale. That's what we're all about here on the program. Always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. Man, what a show. It's flown right on by today. So much to talk about tomorrow. We didn't get a chance to do it today, obviously. Tomorrow, I promise you, we're going to talk about some seriously heavy stuff. We have the January 6th videos, 40 hours worth of J6 videos being released, and the Democrats losing their minds on that one. Then we had the hearings today, the testimony regarding the banning of TikTok for 100 million-plus users in America on TikTok. This may be a controversial stance, but I think that's kind of silly, and we'll talk about that tomorrow. So, uh, Andy, what? You as a conservative don't want China spying on us, do you? (laughs) I know. I know. So we'll talk about that tomorrow, I promise you, because that'll be a big one. So we'll all do that tomorrow. Right now, we're talking about health, alternative health, and with the healthcare system, how it's broken right now. And I tell you, man, if I would have talked about this stuff three years ago, four years ago on the radio, before the COVID pandemic hit, and before I realized the system that was like this and the direction I've gone down. Uh, Remember, if you go back and listen to our program eight years ago, I would have been talking about this to be like, man, you damn hippies. Come on, man. Come on. I remember saying those things and thinking that way. But, man, now, not only as you know, the Hoosier Media Network holding up this program and uh, all the podcast programs that we produce and all the projects that we're doing as well, Mrs. Voice of Reason, my wife, she's also, uh, over the last couple of years, has gotten certified as well in herbology. And, Joe, I love you. By the way, we're talking with uh, Joseph, uh, Joseph Radich here, author of the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Health Care in a Broken System. So my wife has her herbology degree now, and our entire garden that she grows every year are all of these different herbs and plants. And then she it's like watching magic happen in the kitchen where she dries these things. It's like the middle evil, medieval period. We have like strings of herbs like lining up our living room and drying overnight. And then she herbs, uh, she preserves them or she turns them into tinctures or she puts them into teas. And it's amazing because I have not been sick in three years since we started doing this. It's fascinating. It is, isn't it? And when you're really into it and you really take that initiative to understand it and learn and see the benefit of it, it makes it even more um, that impressive. You know, there's so much to be said about alternative medicine and what we do in our clinics is, you know, what we call functional medicine, helping people optimize their quality of life for the longest period of time. And if you understand how the body works biologically and scientifically, you know, if you just support it in the right manner, through natural means that it'll really take care of itself. And all these big pharma drugs and vaccines and all this stuff is completely unnecessary. Is it true that the average American takes six prescription pills on a daily basis? In older populations, it's even more. Mm. I think there's some silly statistic that people age 40 to 59, 50% of them take six or more pills a day. That's insane. And here's the question. We got just about a minute and a half before we have to kind of wrap it up. But what can what are the tips in your opinion? How do we work towards getting people off of that number of prescription pills? And we go different directions to have our body heal and regulate itself regularly without needing a prescription pharmaceutical pill in that in that sense. Yeah. So just like the title of my book speaks, you know, you have to challenge your practitioners. You have to take control of your health. You have to make the initiative. You have to challenge. You have to ask questions. You have to do research. You have to not settle for the broken system. People get compliant and complacent, and they don't like to argue with their physicians, which I understand, but you have to understand you're a number on a chart. They don't care. So they're not giving you the attention you deserve, and you have to seek elsewhere. Yeah. 
It is true. Your favorite, in your mind, uh, when someone comes in for the basic right now, I mean, we're going into springtime, allergies and sniffles and that sort of thing. What do you recommend for individuals in that sense? So it's really funny. You bring up, um, you bring up uh, herbs and herbology. So my favorite for immune boosting is one of the things you can do is echinacea. Echinacea, elderberry, you know, from an alternative perspective, uh, also L-lysine, which is a natural antiviral. I mean, all of these things are wonderful. They're natural. They're supporting our own immune system. Easy steps that you can take to try to be healthier. I love my elderberry concentrate. We have a bottle of that in the fridge all the time. And when we start feeling a cold coming on, you take a couple swigs of that in the morning and the evening. And by about two days later, it's gone. I love it. Yep. Absolutely. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yep. It's Joseph Radich. Uh, check out the book Autonomy, Taking Control of Your Healthcare in a Broken System. Fighting back and taking that power back into your own hands as conservatives. That's what we're all about. Call me a damn hippie all you want to. But it's taking that power back and being more independent in our lives. Joe, it's so good to talk to you, my friend. I love this conversation. we got to get you back on soon and talk some more. Appreciate it. Have a great rest of your week. Hey, you as well, my friend. There it is. Again, check out the book Autonomy. Joseph Radish, we appreciate his time very, very much. What a fun conversation. Tomorrow, we're going to break down some heavy stuff for you. What happened in D.C. today? Banning TikTok, the January 6th videos, and a heck of a lot more. We'll do all that tomorrow. Until then, though, be your own voice of reason. Be that catalyst for change in your own community. It's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on the radio.